Hi, this is Nick Forster. Welcome to E-Town. It is the middle of January, 2021. We are embarking on new chapters all around us. And this is a brand new show, too. We're going to hear from two very strong female vocalists, another woman who's doing amazing work on behalf of the environment in the southern U.S. And that all starts right now. from E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. It's E-Town with this week's musical guests, American blues vocalist and award-winning artist Shamika Copeland, singer-songwriter Kelsey Walden, and Catherine Coleman-Flowers, author of Waste, One Woman's Fight Against America's Dirty Secret. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, here's Nick to tell us more. Thank you, Helen. Welcome to E-Town. This week, the nation celebrates the Dr. Martin Luther King holiday, Dr. King famously said that the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. And all of our guests this week have made an effort in that direction. Our musical guests have made albums that remind us of that. Of course, there's still so much to reckon with in this country, but they all have hope, too, as we do. My first guest is Shamika Copeland, one of seven kids by the great blues guitar player and singer Johnny Clyde Copeland, She is not one for labels. Her new album is called Uncivil War, reflects American roots music, and it includes guest appearances by people like Jason Isbell and Steve Cropper and Jerry Douglas and Sam Bush and others. We're going to talk with her about these unsettled times after we hear some music. Here are a couple songs from her new record, Uncivil War. Uncivil war, uncivil war, how long must we fight this uncivil war? Same old wounds we opened before, nobody wins in uncivil Talking tough, you curse me out, and I curse back. Everything we love is under attack. The spirits are back in rags, blue and gray. Thought they were gone, but they won't go away. Uncivil war, uncivil. Uncivil war, same old wounds we opened before. Nobody wins in uncivil war. You sure you're right? I'm sure you're wrong. Why can't we all just? Get along, you yell fake, and I yell real. Nobody seems to care how the other guy feels. Keeping count. 
of each other's sins. Only problem is nobody wins. An uncivil war, uncivil war. How long must we fight this uncivil war? Same old wounds we opened before. A horror. 
was the crack of a whip. Once you survived, died a long time ago. Most of them buried out at old plateau. But the pain and the memory will never go away. For spirit still lives by the shores of the bay. That's Shamika Copeland from her new record, Uncivil War. We heard the title song, Uncivil War, and Clotilda's On Fire. Shamika Copeland, welcome back to E-Town. It's great to have you back on the show. It's so good to be back. It's so good to be back. It's been a little while. It has. A lot has happened since we last saw each other. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Am I right that you also just moved halfway across the country? I did. About six weeks ago, my husband got a job in Oceanside, California. And so he came out and started working and I was left there to sell the house, pack the house, yeah, and get me and my little boy out here. And, um, you know, in the midst of all that, you put out your most provocative record that you've ever done in your career. 
that's um that's a cool choice you made. Yeah. <laughs> well, why not just go ahead and just, you know, keep on throwing flame to the fire. Just just keep it keep it going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so. interesting. The record's called Uncivil War. Um, you know, it's a real issues oriented. I'm trying to imagine like your songwriting partner uh, John Hahn. Did you just get together and say, "Hey, John, I need some songs about uh, racial injustice, slavery, gun violence, climate change, and gay rights." Get back <laughs> to me when you got some songs. No, that is not how it. So <laughs> I've been knowing John since I was eight years old. Yeah, we talk every day, uh, several times a day, and he has to listen to my bitching and complaining all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it really happens organically, and we think the same things. You know, I'm like, did you read that New York Times article about the blah blah blah? And you know, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I just read it. I knew you were gonna call me. So. We just have this connection, and it's. I'm really grateful for it. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> um, let's talk about some of the songs and some of the some of the stuff you made. This is a record you recorded in Nashville. Will Kimbrough was the producer. Um, Clotilde's on fire. Let's just talk about that. Uh, it's an incredible story. Maybe we should just share that story with our listeners before we get too far. Well, yeah, Clotilda was the last slave ship that they found off the coast of Alabama. And so after they abolished slavery, they were still bringing slaves over illegally. And to hide what they had done, they burned the ship. And so they just found it a couple of years ago. And some years ago, I did my DNA and I found out that I'm 87% African. And so my ancestors came over on those ships. Yeah. I just really wanted to get the story out for people. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I kind of feel like in this country, everybody just wants to forget this ever happened, never talk about it. Uh, they don't want to accept it. They just want to just sweep it under the rug, forget about it, let it go. And I don't think it should be forgotten about. I think it should be dealt with and definitely talked about. And this was a perfect opportunity to do that. And to me, the most important part of the song is we're still living with her ghost. That's right. Because we shouldn't have to be going through the same things that we were going through yeah. before. So No, it's it's a it's a terrible wound that needs some sunshine mm -hmm. before it can heal. Yeah, exactly. So telling the story about, you know, more than a hundred people were kidnapped and put on that ship and sold into slavery. Mm -hmm. And it's very visceral when you when you have the evidence of something like that, something really so horrific and in, inhumane. Yeah. And uh, you're absolutely right. It's an old wound and it's not gone and we need to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about the title track, Uncivil War? I can't help but think about social media when I hear that song. You know, you're somebody who, as, as an artist, you must have to keep a social media presence you know, just keep putting things out there. Yeah, and I don't like it. You know, I want to stay connected with my fans, but you do have some people that no matter what you say, they want to fight. Yeah. They just want to fight. Uh, social media bullies pissed off and mad about it. And, you know, you could say the most generic, peaceful thing, and they take it and they run with it. And it's really, really sad. Um I know we're better than this, yeah. you know, and it does. It just brings out ugliness. Yeah. And so Uncivil War was like, look, let's just stop. Let's agree to disagree yeah. and still love each other because we're all one and the same. 
Have you had to shut people off on social media who they, they threaten you or they get nasty on your, your social media channels? All the time. All the time. All the time. If you're negative and saying things that are, uh, first of all, have absolutely nothing to do with what I said, because <laughs> I don't put anything up there political because I already know how people are. Um, but if you're negative, nasty, you're out of there. Yeah. I'm done. You're that. not going to change somebody's mind on social media. No. Yeah. No. Um, there's one song that I want to touch on, uh, Give God the Blues. Just got some great lines in it. I don't remember exactly what was, you know, God doesn't hate Muslims, God doesn't hate Jews, God doesn't hate Christians, but we all give God the blues. Is that sort of how it goes? Exactly. And the best <laughs> part about, in my mind, when I think about God, that's exactly how I feel he's up there. Like, what is your problem? Y'all acting crazy. Cut it out. You know what I mean? I love all y'all crazy folks. So just... <laughs> Try to get along. Just come on. Just try to, try get, to along. get along yeah. and stop being silly. So <laughs> when I heard it, I was just like, oh my God, this is perfect. You know, so I thought this is this is great. <laughs> hey, and it was great that you put one of your dad's songs on there too. Yeah, always. Well, you know, I had all the issue songs. So I really wanted to bring it together uh, with the love song at the end, yeah. you know, because my dad, he definitely had his issue songs too. So I could have thrown another one of them up there, but I said, no, I'm going to bring the love. Yeah. No, that was a beautiful way to end the record. So thanks so much for spending a little time with me today. And, uh, it's good to have you back on E-Town. Congratulations on your, on your latest record. Thank you. Muslims, God don't hate the Jews, God don't hate the Christians, but we all give God the blues. God don't hate the atheist, the Buddhist, or the Hindus. God loves everybody, but we all give God the blues. God ain't no Republican. He ain't no Democrat He ain't even independent God's above all that Bigger than religion He's got a better plan The sunset God's gone fishing For the soul of every man God don't hate the Muslims God don't hate the Jews God don't hate the Christians But we all give God the blues And God don't hate the atheist The Buddhist or the Hindus God loves everybody But we all give God the blues
The preachers, the whores and fools And the karaoke singer Just a ruin and don't be cruel The winners and the losers The prisoners and the priests All the saints and all the sinners Even you, you and me God don't hate the Muslims God don't hate the Jews God don't hate the Christians But we all give God the blues And God don't hate the atheists The Buddhists or the Hindus God loves everybody But we all give God the blues God loves everybody But we all give God the blues That's Shamika Copeland, Give God the Blues, from her new record, Uncivil War. We're going to be back with more music from Shamika, plus Kelsey Walden and a conversation with Catherine Flowers, all coming up after a short break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. You're listening to E-Town. That was fun. That was a chance for me to pull out an old Stella Jumbo from the 1920s, play a little bottleneck. You know, we know that even with all the gains in civil rights won by Dr. Martin Luther King and activists in that era, there is so much left to be done. My next guest has been working on a problem she says has gotten too little attention. Rural people contending with raw sewage in their yards and even in their homes. Catherine Coleman Flowers was named a MacArthur Fellow this year for her work. She's got a new book, too, which is called Waste, One Woman's Fight Against America's Dirty Secret. She discovered this national problem as part of her work for environmental justice in the county where she grew up in Alabama. Catherine Coleman Flowers, thank you for joining us. Um, let's start by talking about where you started, Lowndes County, Alabama. Tell me about that place. Well, Lowndes County, Alabama is located between Selma and Montgomery, its history is very much entwined with the voting rights movement because most of the voting rights march route goes through Lowndes County. Uh, Lowndes County also has an illustrious history, but also a, a history that's very filled with trauma. The nickname for Lowndes County is Bloody Lowndes. Wow. 
two people that were killed in Lowndes County that people know about nationally was Viola Luzo, who was a housewife who had gone to join the march from Selma to Montgomery and was taking marches back and forth and was killed by the Klan while driving through Lowndes County. And the other person was uh, Jonathan Daniels, who was an Episcopal seminarian who was in Lowndes County helping local people to organize for the right to vote. And your parents were activists in your community too, weren't they? They were they were active. Yes, my parents were also activists. And growing up in an activist household, uh, it was just normal for me. <laughs> and how did the problem of raw sewage become such a big focus of your work in fighting for you know the environment and environmental justice? When I first moved back home, uh, moved back to this area, I was hired as the economic development coordinator for the county. And it was hard to attract businesses to the county without infrastructure. And somewhere in that process, I learned about people being arrested for not having on-site septic. That was really kind of bizarre to me. And that's how I got involved. But even later, when we did a house-to-house survey to determine the extent of the problem in the county, and we realized how bad it was, at least two-thirds of the county had either failing systems or no septic systems at all. So that was my entree into this. And I realized that it was more important to focus on just the basic right to water and sanitation uh, before I can even talk about bringing in sustainable economic development, because those were things that were needed in order to attract somebody other than um, people like landfills and the type of dirty industry that we see going into marginalized communities. Now, you've brought a lot of people down to Lowndes County to show them what's going on down there, people like Bernie Sanders and Cory Booker. What do you show them and what do they see when they get there? Well, uh, they go see different families. When Cory Booker came, Cory went to several households where he saw raw sewage on the ground. One family described how when the sewage came back into their homes, because when they fail, the sewage comes back into the home. So she talked about how when it came back into her bathtub that she just couldn't use it anymore after that. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the health issues, because it sounds like it's not a place where someone could lead a healthy life in a situation like that with with your sewer system backing up into your bathtub or your toilet coming back into the home. Um, what are the health issues? Well, what we've been able to define are tropical illnesses. Uh, we partnered with Baylor's National School of Tropical Medicine, and one of the tropical parasites, intestinal parasites that we found is hookworm. And hookworm is is something you generally find in very poor nations that are also developing nations and not developed nations and certainly shouldn't be in the wealthiest nation in the world. Right. Wow. And and why do you think, Catherine, why do you think this has been, I mean, I understand it's not a topic everybody wants to talk about and it's kind of even embarrassing probably if you're a homeowner or suffering with this problem, but why do you think on a national scale this issue hasn't gotten the attention it deserves? Because a lot of people that make national policy didn't even know that this problem existed or they pretended they didn't know this problem existed. So I think that's why. And also because it's in rural communities. There are a lot of issues in rural communities that that have not been addressed. You know, there are some rural communities that don't have access to Internet or broadband. There are some rural communities you can go there and... You could be so far out, your cell phone would not work. So the kinds of things that people take for granted, like flush and forget, 
that one would expect in urban communities and make the assumption that that's also true of, of rural communities, and it's not. So this particular issue, I think because it is is one that some people don't like to discuss publicly, is one of the reasons why it stayed hidden as well. And and who gets together and say, oh, you know, my, my toilet backed up in my house today. Uh, did your toilet back up? You know, that's not part of regular conversation. Right. But when we went and knocked on doors and people started telling us about their experiences, it became really, really clear that there were patterns that were emerging. And from those patterns, we realized that it couldn't just be every septic system was not managed properly. It meant that they were failing. And now we find out from people that are contacting us from around the country and around the world that they're having similar problems. Yeah. How has climate change made this problem worse? Oh, wow. Climate change has made this problem worse in so many ways. First of all, uh, we have a lot of people that are moving to areas because of climate change and these areas don't have infrastructure to support new residents. They don't have the infrastructure to support the old residents. Uh, We have climate change impacting areas because it's getting warmer and where it's getting warmer, the diseases that might be able to live just in certain areas will be able to live in those areas. Climate change is also impacting because of the pandemics and people that don't have access to water and sanitation also have the highest COVID infection rates and death rates. Uh, the water tables, which are rising because the the, uh, the ice caps are melting, and that is going to impact us in a lot of ways, too. We're finding that if you get a lot of rain, that's when a lot of these systems fail. Mm-hmm. In some cases, we've, we're getting record rainfall in some parts of the world, in some parts of, of the United States in, in specific. So, yeah, there are so many ways and ways in which we cannot even imagine yet that climate change is going to be impacting us. So it sounds like you're optimistic. I'm very optimistic. (laughs) Uh, I'm optimistic because every day I hear from people that are inspiring me. I'm optimistic because I grew up at a time when we have seen things that we couldn't even imagine. And I just believe in the goodness of people. And I believe that if we continue to persist, that we will have the right solution. We just have to change the way we look at it. And and a lot of that comes from me growing up rural and, and also going my faith. You know, I, I have a strong faith that is based on optimism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not going to allow that to be quashed no matter what I see. Catherine, I want to congratulate you also on your MacArthur Fellowship Award. That's a, a great honor and it makes perfect sense that you were recognized by that organization for the work you're doing. Thank you so much. Uh, I think that award is, it, it came at a very timely moment because it will help me do what I need to do to try to pursue the, the technological solutions long-term uh, to this problem. Yeah. Just don't give all the money away. Oh, no, I won't give it all the way. There, we, <laughs> have to do, we have to do the work, and, and it yeah. may involve some investing and getting more money. Well, you've already done so much. I think you're going to do a great job of shining a light on this problem and bringing a lot more resources to try to find solutions. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Catherine Coleman-Flowers is author of Waste, One Woman's Fight Against America's Dirty Secret, and she heads the Alabama-based Center for Rural Enterprise and Environmental Justice.
Earlier we heard the new protest songs from Shamika Copeland, and now we're going to hear from an artist whose album features covers of prominent civil rights era tunes. Kelsey Walden is a Kentucky native. In fact, her family's been in Kentucky for 10 generations. And um, she was a friend and protege of the late John Prine. She brings a kind of a country and bluegrass take to these songs. The record's called They'll Never Keep Us Down. She says these songs are still far too relevant today. And here's Kelsey singing her version of Nina Simone's Mississippi Goddamn. You lied to me all these years You told me to wash and clean 
That's Kelsey Walden, Mississippi Goddamn, and The Law is for Protection of the People. Two songs from her new record, which is called They'll Never Keep Us Down. Kelsey Walden, welcome to E-Town. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, good to see you too. Um, I've heard about you guys. Excited to be here. And I should give people a little bit of background. You come from Western Kentucky, and I don't just mean Western Kentucky. I mean like really, really Western Kentucky on the banks of the Ohio River. Oh, yeah. The Ohio River is 
I mean, in my backyard. I mean, I grew up in flood country, you know. I mean, we were river rats, river river bottom kids, and my, my dad still lives down there. He owns a hunting lodge, and that's kind of like what I was raised around. Well, you guys are obviously connected to the land. Um, and I must say, it's like, it's about the most bluegrass-sounding place anybody could ever grow up, <laughs> the little town of yeah. Monkey's Eyebrow, Kentucky. And I'm sure there's a great story there that we don't need to get into, but it's a it's a really interesting name, town. Yeah, there's, um, honestly, there's so many different stories. I don't think anyone really knows. Kentucky has so many of those, yeah. you know. Um. Let me ask you about your family. Was it a musical household that you grew up in? Did your folks play music? It skipped a few generations. Really, my my Granny Peg, that's what we call her, she loved music. And my whole mom's side of the family, they were all the musical. I mean, it's definitely in my DNA and my roots, but uh, my immediate parents didn't play. So I didn't grow up, like, learning that. I know a little bit about your story in that you moved to Nashville with the goal of making it in music and then came back home and then went back to Nashville. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I told everybody what, what I was going to do, and I wanted to move to Nashville to be around songwriters like myself, and I wanted to have a career in music. Yeah. And um, I hate that I felt like I had to move then, but there just wasn't anybody around me that took it that seriously, you know? Yeah. Well, let me ask you about John Prine and how he affected you. Well, he affected me greatly. He... uh John and his wife, Fiona, they're like my angels, kind of. I just feel so incredibly lucky, you know. Um, They've just been huge mentors in my life, and uh, John just really, I don't know, he saw my kindred heart, you know. He Mm kind of understood me. Yeah. And you cover cover one of John Prine's songs on this collection. The collection is called They'll Never Keep Us Down, and you do a version of Sam Stone. Mm-hmm. Is that a song you've been singing for a while? Not really singing for a while, but I've I've known that song. I mean, since I feel like I can remember. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's on the self-titled record, his first record. And, um, yeah, it only felt right to kind of do that, I think, especially this year. Needed to be told back when he wrote it, and it's still just as timely now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this whole project, was really about the interconnectedness um, of everything and uh, the stories of the American people and the American struggle and marginalized communities and um, just, you know, how that all is connected. Yeah. So Nina Simone's song, Mississippi Goddamn, it's a bold choice. Tell me about your decision to record that song. Sure, yeah, it was a bold choice. Uh, It still is a bold choice. Yeah. It's, um, you know, Nina is someone that feels untouchable to me. Um, you know, those stories deserve to be heard, and that's exactly why we did Nina, and especially that song. And uh, I think as a Southerner, as a country person, as someone that grew up in a rural area, you know, so did Nina. And um, black women's perspectives deserve to be heard, and their stories deserve to be heard. Yeah. This collection is called They'll Never Keep Us Down, and... You know, you've chosen well. There's some great songs in here. Um, It's a good moment for this collection to see the light of day and to see you stand up and use your voice to not only share the music, but also to raise some funds and raise some awareness for some groups that you're passionate about. Uh, Is it three different Kentucky-based organizations that you're trying to support with this project? Yes, and um, the first one is... uh 
hood to the holler, which is uh, Senator Charles Booker. He gained a lot of momentum this year in Kentucky. Um, that is his organization and uh, just started this year, and I think they are doing extremely important work in my home state, um, empowering the community and uh, kind of breaking down racial barriers, showing that we're all the same from the hood to the holler. And then the second is uh, Appalachian Citizens Law Center, which is another incredible organization in eastern Kentucky working for environmental justice and um, just justice in the coal mines, and uh, which is incredibly important, especially this year with COVID-19, I think, affecting people with black lung even more so. And, wow. and then um, the third was uh, just the Lexington healthcare system uh, supporting women veterans with PTSD. It's been great. We already raised, uh, we sold out of like all the vinyl. Yeah. And so um, is this a direction for you, do you think? Or is this, you know, we've been seeing songwriters standing up and being vocal and being outspoken at a time like this when it's easier to be timid, easier to be quiet. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think living, you know, speaking our truths is going to, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's anything we'll ever regret. And hopefully people can respect that, you know. Um, I hope normalizing, you know, our opinions and our, our thoughts and our heart can be a little more accepted, you know, um, Black folks and I think Native Americans and all kinds of people have been doing it forever. So, you know, we shouldn't be afraid. Well, Kelsey Walden, I am glad that you're not afraid. I really appreciate the fact you put these songs together with a purpose, raise some money for some great causes. And thank you for being on E-Town today. And um, I look forward to seeing you in person someday. I would love to. And uh, I'm a big fan of Hot Rise, I meant to tell you. Oh, thank you. Always loved. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I was very aware and love all those records and stuff. Love the band and the flower, so, <laughs> you know. Thanks, Kelsey. Thanks so much. Shoot
That was Kelsey Walden singing They'll Never Keep Us Down. It's a pro-union song from the 1970s, and it's the title track of her new album. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, a pioneer of plant-based beverages that supports the environment as the charter sponsor of Change the Course, a program created by National Geographic to help conserve and restore fresh water to the planet. More about Silk's environmental commitments and plant-based nutrition at silk.com. If you've tuned in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town Podcast will have this episode and others along with content from past shows as well. It's available for free in Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast directories. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who hear E-Town on stations like WLGE in Bailey's Harper, Wisconsin, on KFJM in Grand Forks, North Dakota, and on WBJB, Brookdale Public Radio in Lincroft, New Jersey. And as always, if you want some more information about any of our guests this week, um, we've got some photos and videos. All of that stuff is online at etown.org. We are back with Shamika Copeland, and we've been talking about her album, Uncivil War, that has some great songs like Clotilda's on Fire, Uncivil War, Money Makes You Ugly, and Give God the Blues. Another one that I really loved was uh, Walk Until I Ride. And one of the things that's cool for me about that is that, you know, we've been doing E-Town for a long time. And early on in the first few years, we got to have Pop Staples on the show a couple of times. And thinking about him and thinking about his songwriting that was dealing with the issues of the day, but it was dealing with it in a kind of a hopeful, let's get together, let's talk about these things, but let's also change things. Um, you know, it is sort of, it's the nature of the gospel tradition that he comes from, but it also, uh, it seems like that's what you're doing here with that song too. Absolutely. You know, culturally, that's what we have been doing forever, Uh Walking until we ride. Yeah. Uh, and hell, that's what we're doing as a country right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying to get through this pandemic. But first of all, I've been a fan of the Staples my whole life. And we certainly had that in mind. In fact, I was like, hell, we need to get Mavis to do this song. <laughs> yeah. 
Because, yeah, that's exactly who and what we had in mind when we were doing it. Exactly. Well, good luck with all of that, Jamika. Nice to see you again. Nice to be with you again. You too. You take care, Nick. Clouds opened up. Rain pouring from the sky. I'm in the air. Trying to flag a ride, but the cabs don't go to my part of town. They just passing me by, not even slowing down. So I'm gonna walk until I ride. I'm gonna keep my head held high. They can try to take my freedom, they can't take my pride. I'm gonna walk, walk, walk until I ride. Four in the morning. My baby child was crying, fever he had Kept on burning high, grabbed the phone Dialed 911 when I told them where I lived I knew they wouldn't come, so I'm gonna walk Until I
Thank you all for listening to E-Town this week. Special thanks to our guests, Shamika Copeland, Catherine Coleman-Flowers, and of course, Kelsey Walden. Thanks also to our production team. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. Distribution of E-Town is made possible by this station, our family of sponsors, and listeners like you. This is a production of E-Town. That's Shamika Copeland, Kelsey Walden, and thanks again to Catherine Coleman Flowers working so hard on behalf of people all around the country who are trying to avoid the problem of raw sewage. Okay, I'm Nick Forster. We did it. Another new show. Thank you for listening.